Hey there, everybody. It's me, Ian Shapiro, your host for Politics Explained. Today's Thursday, August 17th, 2017. It's a little later in the day today. Uh, here, it's almost 6 o'clock Mountain Time, so we're having a bit of a late release, but that means that there is a lot of stuff to get through or a lot of politics to explain. We're still going to start with Trump Tweets Explained, and boy, oh boy, is there a bit to explain. Donald Trump began tweeting this morning saying, Publicity-seeking Lindsey Graham falsely stated that I said there is moral equivalency between the KKK, neo-Nazis, and white supremacists, and people like Miss Hare. Such a disgusting lie. He just can't forget his election trouncing. The people of South Carolina will remember. Here I find it a bit odd that Trump is saying individuals like Lindsey Graham, and later he'll also talk about the... Uh, fake mainstream media. Actually, let's just get to that uh, uh, tweet. Trump says, the public is learning even more so how dishonest and fake news is. They totally misrepresent what I say about hate, bigotry, etc. Shame. So on Saturday, Trump gave an incomplete or unsatisfactory uh, condemnation or, you know, basically response to the violence uh, going on between anti-protesters and the people they were anti-protesting against, which would be Nazis, white supremacists, and white nationalists. And he uh, didn't call out any kind of the hate groups involved, right? He said there, were, there was violence on all sides. On Monday, Trump then walked back that statement and gave a more forceful condemnation of white supremacists, Nazis, things of that nature. Uh, that was a scripted statement. Then in an unscripted Q&A session where Trump was not supposed to be talking about Charlottesville, he then walked back his second statement into a position that looked a lot more like his first Saturday statement where he reiterated that there was violence and hate and blame on all sides. Uh, since then, media outlets and also members of the Democratic and Republican Party have come out against Trump, saying that this is, in fact, shameful, disgraceful behavior. There should be uh, no, there should be no moral ambiguity uh, involved. It is Nazis that we're talking about here who killed someone in an act of violent domestic terrorism. Uh, Donald Trump is in his tweets saying, "No, I'm right." Uh, there's not a whole lot else to really say without getting into deeper stories. Moving on, Trump wanted to reiterate his whataboutism statements regarding Confederate symbols and monuments that are up in different cities across the United States. Donald Trump says, Sad to see the history and culture of our great country being ripped apart with the removal of our beautiful statues and monuments. You can't change history, but you can learn from it. Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson. Who's next? Washington? Jefferson? So foolish. Also, the beauty that is being taken out of our cities, towns, and parks will be greatly missed and never able to be comparably replaced. This tweet is referencing Donald Trump's rhetorical strategy of whataboutism, where he talks about slippery slope arguments and moral equivalency on the side of individuals like Robert E. Lee, who fought for secession and the South, uh, you know, which was about slavery in the Civil War, and individuals like Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, who, while they did own slaves and were deeply flawed individuals, we as a community, a group, and a democracy have at this point in our 
lives decided that the accomplishments of these individuals outweighed the terrible things that they did. For example, George Washington was our first serving president and also after eight years in office stepped down from the presidency. This ensured that our democracy could begin the tradition of peaceful transitions of power among the head of the executive office. So there's Trump's tweets explained for today, August 17th. We're actually letting this weir, why do I say that? It's like the royal we. It's just me, Ian. I'm just here in my apartment recording all this. Uh, I am actually letting this segment go a little long so that we can try out a new feature on Anchor. So I upload uh, this audio via the web browser, the Clipper on Anchor. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Google Play, uh, you can download the Anchor app and you can also take external audio and put it into uh, your Anchor station, which you can then uh, put into an RSS feed that Anchor helps you set up so that you can get your own content on places like uh, iTunes and Google Play, yada, yada, yada. Uh, anyway, Anchor has a new feature out today where you are able to upload longer uh, segments, so segments longer than five minutes, right? There used to be a cap in order to ensure quality of uh, and speedy delivery of the audio uh, through the Anchor network. Uh, now you can do up to 90 minutes, right? So a full-length podcast without, uh, you know, losing uh, you know losing audio quality and it taking very long to get your stuff up there on the interwebs which I'm very excited about and that's one of the reasons why I'm babbling and giving a you know a bit of a plug to it uh, but plugs must end they must all end you get rid of a plug and everything all that content goes down the drain Whew, okay I think I may have lost the thread so instead of just keep babbling on like an idiot we are going to get back to the politics. Hey everyone, it's me, Ian Shapiro, your host for Politics Explained. So if you've been following, you know, the Senate or the House or any of our, uh, you know, leaders in Congress uh, over the past few weeks, you've probably seen that they have all been gearing up for tax reform season. Or at the very least, they're talking about the federal debt, they're talking about job numbers, uh, stuff that has to do with money and economic growth. A few others of you may know that at the end of September is the deadline of whether Congress and the White House are going to raise the national debt limit before the federal government is faced with possibly either not paying its bondholders or deferring other types of bills. In response to these upcoming events, uh, Pew Research has actually put together a small primer on you know things that are interesting to know about our national debt, debt ceiling, those types of things. So uh, let's dive straight into it. So first off, what is our current national debt? Well, as of July 31st, to the last recording of this year, the federal government's total debt is around. 19.85 trillion, I almost said billion, but it's actually trillion dollars. This is according uh, to a monthly data set uh, that's put out by the Treasury Department. So is this number a historically big number relative to other things that are a lot of money or also are big money numbers? Is this a lot? Well, the nation's debt is now officially larger than the nation's gross domestic product. 
So in other words, the debt that the United States federal government currently has is larger than the amount of, you know, money, uh, if, if you turn goods and services produced by the United States into a cash value number, uh, you know, the debt now outnumbers that amount that we kind of produce per, on a yearly cycle. So that's fun and interesting, I'm sure. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that when the government accrues debt, they also have to pay interest on that debt. Uh, so the projection right now is that the government will pay out about $475 billion in interest during the 2017 fiscal year, which again ends at September 30th, so the end of September. Speaking of uh, interest on debt and debt in general, uh, the article that I'm looking at includes a fun bonus fact about China. It essentially says that while many individuals believe that China owns a lot of the United States' debt, uh, as of June, so not July, but we have June data on this, mainland China only holds about 5.8% of American federal debt. That's a boy, a boy, ugh, that's about 1.1 trillion dollars. So a lot of people ask, you know, are we going to raise the debt ceiling or is the government going to shut down or something like that? And it's like, well, the government's not going to shut down in December. We have one party control of government right now with Republicans controlling the House, the Senate and the presidency. They are not going to default on their debt. That would make them as a party look like they are unable to govern. Uh, essentially, the only way that this would occur is if they are in fact unable to govern in this basic basic capacity um which could be a bad thing but again i'm pretty sure that's not going to happen uh for more on things that i'm pretty sure are not going to happen you're listening to politics explained i'm ian shapiro